What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. The weather is heating up, which means summer is almost here. Macy's is my go-to place for summer fashion, and I'm getting so excited just looking at Macy's.com for new bathing suits, beach towels, even floaties for the kids. They have all the poolside essentials. Macy's has everything you need for any summer occasion, your summer trip, wedding, or graduation. Macy's has you covered. You can shop all your favorite brands like DKNY, Michael Kors on 34th, shop at Macy's.com or in store. Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine-free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Wind Down with Janet Kramer and Michael Cosman, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, guys. Uh, we are back home in Nashville. How's it feel to be back? Um, when we walked in, it felt like we had been gone. It didn't feel like home. It was a very strange feeling. It felt like a long time. It felt like that's when it felt like a long time, mm-hmm. but I, I miss, I miss Vancouver. I miss our, like, I miss our friends there. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, I miss it, but I'm, I am happy to be back though. Um, and we're in a new studio spot. Yeah. It was the former kids playroom, which became my, you know, my, uh, dad getaway gaming room because the kids outgrew. I mean, this room is, it's, it's small. It's, I mean, it's Yeah. We're at, we, it, on paper when we were building this house and we're like, okay, this will be a nice, pretty good size room. And we're like, it's a closet. It's a closet. So we're, we're very grateful. We're very grateful not being snooty. Just, you know, but with the kids playroom, this isn't what we kind of imagined. So I was like, eh, we got to, so we nixed our media room. So our mm-hmm. media room is now the playroom mm-hmm. and this room. I'm like, what are we going to do with it? And dad's like, well, I could get a love sack. And I was like, all right, if you're going to put the kids in the media room, which is the room that I used to use i was like i at least need to get you know a love sack and another tv in this room she's like all right fine and then after a while now she's like okay there's no productivity going on in this room (laughs) so we have to do something productive so what do we do to our podcast up here and i was all for it uh but i was just worried because jc's room is right across the hall and we do usually do this he would give every excuse to not have this move into his man cave but we just don't have 
any other space to put it. And I just, I hate that we have to, you know, put it up, take it down in our bedroom. Again, this all is very like champagne problems. But at the same time, every time I walk past this room, I get this weird, like annoyance. Nothing good is going on in there. It's like, there's a, you know, and there's this big oversized, ridiculous love sack in the middle of the room. And I'm just like, like this has to change. (laughs) So, yeah. So now this is the podcast room. (laughs) <laughs> and sometimes I get to play games, in here. <laughs> but it's all good. No, it's actually good because I'm the one that sets everything up and takes everything down. So it's going to be nice just to leave this stuff up. Yeah. See, unless now if she starts coming by the room, it's like oh, those cords and stuff everywhere. Why don't you just clean up the podcast stuff? And then when we come back in here to work, you can no, put it back up. No, 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 no. Nope. I'm I'll not going to say that. I'll go nuts. I'm not going to say that. I think it's I think it's good. Having said that, we need to discuss the love sack. That ain't going anywhere. Then the table needs to come down. Fine. Where are we going to put the table? Doesn't matter. Love sex not going. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. Tell our listeners before we move on about other stuff, just a little bit about your moving, your experience. Oh, on I thought it. we were going to talk about my breast augmentation. That's about to happen here shortly. <laughs> we can talk about that, too. I was like, I showed you because I, I didn't tell you that I was like announcing it on socials. No, you didn't. I found out <laughs> from a third party. But the funniest thing was, is one of my girlfriends thought that I had like a nip slip yeah, because that was funny. I was like holding my, my boob, but like, you know, I was showing that like, obviously I have saggy mom boobs. Um, but I will say I'm, I'm excited, but I'm nervous. And because especially everyone's commenting about the BII stuff, which is the breast implant illness. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, I've done so much research around it. But when I look at the symptoms, I'm like, it's like depression. Okay, I got check, <laughs> check, anxiety, check. check. So I'm like, I think I have BII without even breast implants in me. Maybe we'll cure all that for you. But it is good to know about it, and you know, it's good to, um, you know, it's good to be informed. And I also think people have been nice about it, but also I just don't want. I think what it. I think it's okay. I think some things just might not work for some people. And if I end up getting BII and I start feeling more depression or more this, then I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to get them out. Mm-hmm. Which, but I really think, I mean, there's so many women that are fine. Mm-hmm. So I just have to like focus on the positive. Yes. Are you ready to take care of me? <laughs> Always. Uh, it's I, next week. Yeah. I told Catherine, because <laughs> poor Catherine. We were talking about it and I was like, well, I can't wait for you to not gasp when I show you my boobs. <laughs> Cause I'll never forget. I showed her my boobs after. Cause look, my areolas just never have gone back down <laughs> from like after having kids. And she's like, I was like, is this normal? And she goes, <gasps> and I was like, well, that's not the reaction I wanted. <laughs> that's encouraging. And she's like, it's a salami. <laughs> she, I just tell everybody out there. I mean, I'm what? Why? Who cares? Yeah. I'm like, whatever. It's kind of like, and I go back to when I was doing the movie. This kind of goes back to the movie. I'm like changing in the the car, you know, changing in the because I had it was 80, I think it was 60. Yeah, 60 costume changes in that movie, and most costume changes in a movie is like 25. Mm-hmm. I had 60. Yeah, it's nuts. And like going back and forth. Well, I didn't have, by the time cameras, like I didn't have time to like go back to my trailer and change. Like I was just like, is there an empty hallway? Mm -hmm. But by then in the movie, I'm like, you know, 
things are flying off. Mm -hmm. And it was, I think it was my driver. She was just like, it's nice that I'm like, look, we all have boobs. We all got, you know, stuff. And it's like, I don't, we don't need to sexualize it. And I think that's when all the, like, that's when I started kind of like having those conversations. Cause I'm like, we don't need to sexualize it. Is I have boobs. You've got boobs. You got a penis. I got a penis. Like we don't need to be like, Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're fighting against years and years and years of, uh, advertising and marketing towards sexualizing the human body. I know. Well, I'm just sick of it. No, I, I, I get it. I get it. I mean, unfortunately, sex sells. Does it anymore, though? Because I feel like it's they go they're going so overboard. Because it's like every single show. I'm like, where's the seventh heaven? Give me like mm-hmm. <laughs> wholesome <laughs> seventh heaven. <laughs> yeah. Like where they don't like have you know, just every scene. I mean, and don't get me wrong. Like Bridgerton was like my soft porn. Like I loved it. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, I'm like, okay, like, does it have to be every show? Which I was like thrilled that Queen's Gambit didn't have like a throwdown Mm -hmm. scene. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like it's so over the top. It it is. It is. And we talked about this a while back where even I just like fast forward some things. I'm just like, why? It's not necessary. Yeah. In some parts. And my fear is that like with the success of Bridgerton, there's gonna be other shows that try to come out and be that intense. Yeah. But the movie was good. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. Um, I'm kind of scared for people to see it because I don't even know how it's going to turn out. Uh, I had a total panic attack the like day of, and I ended up reaching out to Chantel my One Tree Hill co-star, and she kind of talked me off the cliff. What were we having a panic attack about? Um, I was like, I can't do it. Mm. I, I mean, I no joke was like, I, I was crying in my trailer day one. Like full on crying and just like having a massive panic attack. Because I'm like, what am I thinking? I can't play this part. I've mm-hmm. never, like, I'm just the Christmas girl. Mm-hmm. I'm just the like fluffy, hey, we're having a winter festival in mm. my hometown. <laughs> So it was, and then the first scene sucked. So I don't even want to watch that scene. I hope, I hope it gets cut to be honest with you. Cause I was just so nervous. Right. But you know what I'm excited for the final product, because I think it's going to instill the confidence in you that a lot of us around you that support you see, we see, we know you're able to do that. We know you're talented enough to, you know, really act and be a different character you know, and find parts of that character in yourself and utilize that to your ability. And I think, I think too, is good for you just to kind of to stretch your wings a little bit and not get <clears throat> stuck in that same routine of the Christmas festival. And here's this and here's <laughs> Which that. Which is great. I love Christmas. I'm not knocking that at all. And I'm grateful no, it's for just those That's what you've done recently. Yeah. More of, um, I mean, cause you've never, you haven't done anything like this since I've been with you, Mm-mm. you know? So I'm excited for it. I'm excited for you. I think you're going to impress yourself with how good it turns out. Um, Easton, are you? Yes. Yes. Uh, Ever since I saw you in that prison jumpsuit, I was like, what is going on? (laughs) Is this orange is the new black? What is happening? I can't wait to see this movie. Yeah. I get arrested. I get shoved into it. Like it's, 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 it's crazy. It's based on a true story. I'm not allowed to like say anything really about it yet, but it really was fun. And I, 
I just hope it turns out good. But if not, there's always 12 days of Christmas. <laughs> it will. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. And how are you, babe? Like, and we're back home now. You had the kids for such a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good now to, to have you around and to be able to like bounce things off of you and stuff. But, you know, we talk about it. It's sometimes, you know, when we used to have help a lot and we'd have the kids for only like an hour or two that day because we had a lot of work stuff or whatever going on, it was almost like it was harder when we only had them a limit, limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. But then when we had them all the time, like during most of quarantine, you're not as quick to get aggravated and it just becomes part of your routine. And so that was it for me. It's just like you're a parent, right? You just step up and that's what you do. It's like, this is my role right now. This is what needs to be done. This is my responsibility. And yeah, you just fall into it. Do we talk about the blow up fights that we had? <laughs> I don't know, man. Those are over and done with. <laughs> I'd rather leave them there. He's in on. It's funny. I I was doing questions the other day on my Instagram, and someone was like, well, there's a few that were like, you looked really sad a few times, like in Canada. And I didn't answer those ones. And then another one, I, the one I did answer, they said, um, not to be nosy, but I did notice that you slept alone a lot in Canada, like at night. Cause I would do like a good night post and it's like, obviously you're not there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I answered that question. I was like, well, truthfully, first and foremost, I would, I worked later than normal. And so then I would have to get up or I would want to sleep in. And like, I'm not the person that can like, if I hear anything, yeah. an alarm or I'm up and so I, I was sleeping in another room out of the kindness of my heart. I said, but then the other times we were fighting. <laughs> and mama gets the master. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know if I've ever successfully kicked you out of the room. I think one time you tried and I was like, what? <laughs> You're like, no, you get up. It's, it's I've such tried. A, <laughs> I've tried. You've definitely tried, but I don't stop. So then you're just like, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Screw it. I'm going to bed. I'm tired. They were bad, though. They were bad blowups. Yeah. Why do you think we had the blowups? I mean, I think there's, no matter what, no matter what, like going into a situation like that and you accepting your roles, I think, you know, just like, you know, with their, when there's someone in a relationship that stays home with the kids all day, right? And whether it's the wife or the husband come home, whoever's going to work comes home. And it's like they're tired from work. Well, the, the, the other one's tired from being with the kids. And it's that kind of push and pull of who's more tired. Well, I've been with the kids all day. So you step up. Well, I've been working all day. So I think there's some of that light resentment of you're freaking exhausted. Like you're working all day. You know, you're like maybe needed more things from me. And then I'm with the kids and it's, hard just to like pop by and see you from time to time. Cause it's with both kids and bringing them and packing stuff. And, and so it's just, I think there was some of that and the fact that we weren't able to see each other and connect. So was my text message to you accurate then were like, you wanted to be in the supportive role, but at the same time you had a resentment of being in that role. No, it was more about like resentment. I felt, I felt like lack of respect of like what I was doing where 
Even though I did say many times, like, thanks for holding it down. Yeah, because I think at times, you know, when, like, when you had your breaks and I would bring the kids, that's great because you got to have time with them. But when it was when, like, you're going to work and you'd have to do hair and makeup and you wanted the kids to come for a little bit, it's like, all right, yeah, Jolie's cool for a minute. Like, she's fine sitting in, like, the makeup chair and getting her hair and makeup done or something, too. But Jason and I sitting in the trailer, in a 10 by 10 trailer for an hour, like, that's not, you know, that's not fun for him or I. And, yeah, you get to kind of have some time, but not really. So, it's for me, it was like... If you want some time, let's let's do it on your break. Which I think pretty much every break that you had that would that lined up with the kids' schedule, I brought them. But it's like some of those other times, I'm like, man, does she not realize it? Like, it is hard to just come by and sit here while she gets to steal a few minutes here and there with the kids. Or I like start having this thought. I'm like, is that selfish of her? Like, is she being so? Like, I know, I know how you are. Like, I know you want to see the kids so bad. It's not really from a selfish standpoint, but you know. It's doing all doing all that and having the kids and taking it back and forth and having their schedule is tough too. So I think at times like it's like I was expected to just come whenever you wanted me, come whenever you needed me, and then okay, I'm done. I'm done with you guys. I got to go work, go home. Hmm. You know. So I think that's what it was. It wasn't about resentment about being in that role. I I embraced that role going into this. Mm-hmm. I think it was, and you did. You did verbally affirm me several times. And I tried to do the same to you because I know, I mean, that's one thing, right? Like people, even if they listen to this and complain about how hard it was or whatever, it's like people do not realize unless they stay, spend a whole day on set, what actors, like what you guys have to go through, how long the days are, how exhausting it is, how much you have to learn, how many moving parts there are. You could do things perfect five times, but Every time there's someone else messing up, the cameraman's messing up, this is in out of place or whatever. So there's a lot that you have to deal with and you're exhausted. And so, you know, I tried to do my best to support you and be there. And then when you weren't feeling supported or appreciated in things like, you know, that was hard too, because I, I was trying to make a point to, to, to be supportive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I see those gears working. I'm just listening. Yeah. I mean, it makes, it makes sense. It's just, there's always the other side, you know, which I think is hard in these kind of situations. For sure. Which is exactly what I was saying. Why I compared it to just the daily husband and wife, whoever's again, working or not, you, each person has those feelings of just, you want the other person to see it your way, but it's just not, not really the case. Cause you both are in different shoes. You're both in different situations. Mm-hmm. So you can't fully respect the other person's exhaustion or, mm-hmm. or whatever. So I think that's, that was the thing. It was like, we had that underlying. There was, again, your schedule was all whacked out of place. So we didn't have the connection and time that we really wanted. By the time the weekend came, you know, we didn't always get along and we just try to make it about family time. And so, you know, that was just tough. Can I ask you if you've thought about like where the, when you get to that point, the, like the mean words, 
come from. Well, that has something to do that. That fight was about something else. Well, it was still mean on the other stuff too, though. I'm just curious because I mean I know where like mine like when I get upset and mm-hmm. mean, or I get like because um, it's you know I I don't feel like that respect either you know. Mm-hmm. Um. But like I don't want to like hurt you, so I'm just like curious like if anything like has come up for you recently that like you've realized like, Oh, like why you go there. Cause I think some people want to understand why someone says things, they don't mean it, but when they say it, it like hurts the person. Mm -hmm. And for like me not to hold or the people to hold on to it. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It's my, you know, it's my ultimate, like, it's my last defense. To be, have, be respected or heard. I'm talking about the mean words. No, no, I'm saying, is it to be, because you want to be heard? Like, what is it like that you're like wanting? Like when someone's mean to their partner with words, like what is it really, like what are they really asking for? Is it to be heard? Because I want to understand too. So that the person, me, and other people don't take it personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's being heard and being respected. It's when when I'm tr- I try to use my words, right? Because I never just immediately go there. It's always as we start to argue, as we start to have conflict. Well, and we always want to we when we fight, we we both want to be heard, and so we're just saying it louder. Yeah, we and escalate. more, and we escalate. Like, and our therapist watches us. He literally is like, "I'm watching it happen." Mm-hmm. It's like. No, but like, hear me, but hear me. And then it just keeps going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, and when it gets to that place, I just, I'm not being heard. I'm not being respected. And even when I try to say it from a good place, it's just being devalued. I'm just like, yeah, it's just like, you know, hitting the red button. I'm just, I don't know what else to do. And it's unhealthy, and I'm trying to kick all that. And it's been a long time since I've used mean words and gotten mean like that. And it sucks. You know, I feel bad, feel bad that I did. Um, what's something that, like, you know, because we've all we've all said mean words. Like, what's something that, like, maybe your therapist has told you, or like that you see, like, what what you can do to not say mean words. Cause I know for me, like for me not to be aggressive, like I have to physically walk away. And I'm not saying this, I'm not hope you know, I'm not trying to like, like I'm saying like we both have so much to work on, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just like trying to understand that more because I take, I think like what's from the, the big bomb fight that we kind of had in Vancouver, the words are what have, have stayed with me. Mm-hmm. And you don't mean those, but those mm-hmm. are the worst things that stay with someone. So it's like, I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I don't want people to have to keep those in their brains because mm-hmm. that's not the truth. So it's like, okay, if you can spin it and try to understand your partner. 
But there's no understanding or justifying like no, but. mean words being said, right? And you and I are different. You said some mean words and mean things to me, and I, I don't hold on to those like you do. But we're different people, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You said mean things. You, you have that look like, no, I didn't. I'm like, yeah, you do. Yeah, you did. I said mean things, but you cut deep. Like you take my mean words, like I'm like, you're an a-hole. And you're like, you're a, <laughs> like where it's like, you take it like, I, I'm like high school mean. <laughs> you're like. <laughs> X-rated mean. Yeah. <laughs> now, neither are right. That's the thing. Neither are right. Zero percent. Neither are right. And that's the thing. Like, you know, name calling those things are bad. But it's like, you know what you do. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, and it's just me trying to force the upper hand or force respect, which is just the bad way to do it. I mean, it's, you know, I've tried to do things like say I'm not in a good place to talk, but <laughs> you don't really hear that. You know, I tried that a few times. So I, you know, I probably should have just gotten up and walked away. Because mm-hmm. in the big blow up at the beginning of it, I was like, I'm not in a place to talk. And you kept going. I said, I'm not in a place to talk. I said it louder and louder and you kept going, you kept going. But you said this thing before. <laughs> and then I went down. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. You do not get to call. Like, like that's, <laughs> you didn't say you didn't want to talk that. <laughs> At that point, I was like, you can, I don't care. We're going. Because I was offline then after that comment. Welcome to the train wreck, guys. Mm-hmm. It's Wind Down with Jana and Mike. We can't wait to be back with another new guest. <laughs> <laughs> I think next week, though, we have a guest coming on about, um, what was their, their book? It's called How Not to Fight. Everyone Fights. Everyone Fights. Or. But I think, look, the moral of the story is there are going to be nights where Mike is maybe not in bed. We might have blow Every, ups. Everybody fights. Everybody fights. I think it's just you don't want blow ups all the freaking time. You don't want them weekly. You don't want them monthly, you know, but we might have a big I mean, that was that's that's been it's been a, you know. And I think there was a lot of factors that went into it, but we have to now from that, like go to our therapist and dissect things and dissect things and process them Mm -hmm. because there's underlying things that you know we're feeling and we need to discuss it and not hold on to it because if you're holding on to any underlying stuff it's just going to have you're going to have another blow up because you're just shoving things down for the next big blow up Mm -hmm. and that's not healthy so if you're holding on to things no it's tough right because like maybe i had things coming up during the time up there but it's like i'm not gonna you have enough on your plate i'm not gonna bring that to you right now and then it's like you say something kind of attacking me and then that's like opens that can. I'm like, what the? Yeah. Like, you know, I've been holding on to my, so I don't bother you or stress you out. Yeah. You know, wait till we get back home and have a couple session and here you are saying to me and I just want to blow up, Mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, again, that's, and that's all I was saying at the end. Like, I'm so excited to get home because I just, I I just want to get back to not the like, yeah, a routine of just having time together, having fun together, being connected, you know, going to sleeping in the same bed and 
you know. Well, and I think because a lot of those nights were just because I needed to sleep in. Yo, because not, I was so 90% it's like, of them But were. that's disconnecting us, not being in the same bed. Oh, I know. And like, like this morning we went, you went back to being like, I appreciate you. And I'm like, oh, in my heart, I was like, oh, I forgot what that felt like mm-hmm. to like say those words to each other. Cause it's such a nice way to start the day. Mm-hmm. And we didn't, we weren't able to start the day like that. No. It's almost like we just were starting the day, just frustrated and annoyed and tired and just. Cause we're just on different schedules. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it was just, it was hard. So moral of the story, try not to hold things in, communicate from a good place. And don't be high school Jana or <laughs> college Mike. <laughs> uh, all right, let's take a break and we'll get uh, the Zen Mamas. Oh, it's all a good fight. Let's do it. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. You wake up with a sore throat and a low-grade fever. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are, well, get sicker and miss work, hope to see a doctor this week, or sit hours in a crowded urgent care waiting room. Nope, not me. I have a smarter option. Because listen, as a mom... 
we cannot afford to get sick. So therefore, moms, I got something for you. My medical emergency kit. When you get your own medical emergency kit, you just match your symptoms to the doctor-recommended prescription in your kit. No waiting to see the doctor. You get well faster. This is not a first aid kit. It's like having an urgent care in your home. It includes doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues like COVID, strep throat, pneumonia, all kinds of infections, including UTIs and many more. Plus a doctor's guide so you'll know exactly which med to take and how. As a working mom of three, like I said, I cannot afford to get sick and I definitely don't have hours to spend in the urgent care waiting room. My medical emergency kit brings me peace of mind. It makes me feel so much better knowing I can be prepared for whatever might come up. And also with a young little baby, I gotta stay healthy. I recently used the anti-nausea medication included in the kit. I was shocked by how much better I felt after taking it. The instructions in the kit are super clear and easy to understand. And I'm so glad I have my medical emergency kit on hand. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at twc.health slash Jana and use promo code Jana. That's promo code Jana at twc.health slash Jana. All right, so let's welcome our guests. We have Teresa Palmer and Sarah Olson, who are the Zen Mamas. They're both uh, two successful, very successful actresses and moms with multiple children. So, you know, we're just talking to you a little bit. And Teresa, you have five kids, including the one in your belly. And Sarah, how many do you have? Um, I have three kids. I just had um, a daughter back in September. She's uh, six months old now. And that was your rainbow baby, right? Yes, oh, that was my yay. rainbow baby. Um, <laughs> that's just like ugh, the best, right? It's like you, you forget. It's not that you don't forget. It's not that you forget the pain, but just like it, it, it makes sense in a, in a weird way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it, it's definitely, I think it, for me personally, it made for a, a little bit more of an anxious pregnancy mm-hmm. and, um, you know, after having a loss. And then, I mean, I was very excited, but I was also experiencing this pregnancy during the pandemic. So mm-hmm. um, that anxiety of the pandemic on top of also, I had previously had a loss. And then, um, but, you know, once I had her, it was just like, <laughs> it couldn't have been mm-hmm. a better mix of happy hormones. Cause I was just like, Oh my, I was blown away for sure. It's one of those things where I, I just found out one of my girlfriends is pregnant and this is going to be her rainbow baby. And I'm like, look, just so you know, it is normal to wipe every time you go to the bathroom and think it's going to be blood. Like it's Absolutely. just until you're yeah. 38, 39 weeks pregnant, you will, you will do that. And that's normal. And it's, I, I, I could tell you a million things, but it's, you're not going to stop thinking that it's the worst. Yeah, and I, I mean, I even did it today. I was like, let mm-hmm. me just check. Oh my God. I guess she's fine. And I'm 17 <laughs> weeks pregnant. It just doesn't go away. Does it? No. But I think again, like once you, you know, you have the baby and you can feel that Zen. Um, but how do you guys, how do you guys find your Zen? Um, Oh, well, it's funny. We have a, a probably a different definition of the term Zen than what a lot of people do. I think that word can be synonymous with, you know, the perfect family. Everyone's so well balanced. Children wear linen and frolic through fields of daisies. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's definitely not um, that gives such a false sense of reality. 
Um, and I think we probably have Instagram to blame for that. But our version of Zen is just really embracing the chaos and the unexpected moments, the peaks and valleys of parenting, and just trying to find those moments of calm in amongst it all, liberating ourselves from the perfect picture of how our parenting should look. Mm -hmm. So that's really what we, um, we call it Zen-ish. <laughs> Zen-ish. So you guys first started like the whole Zen mama thing. It all started as a blog, correct? And website? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Teresa had um, been doing your Zen life. Uh, she started that website. When did you start that, Teresa? That would have been like 2010 um, with Phoebe Tonkin. We did that. That was like a wellness website. Um, exercise and eating healthy and, you know, trying to find balance. And then, of course, when we became parents, um, I think for me, it sort of just organically shifted into, oh, now how do I do all those things and be a mother? Mm -hmm. um, and that's where Sarah came in because she was really interested in doing a, a blog as well. And we just sort of put these ideas together and then our community was born. That's fantastic. So in the community, what can like, well, first of all, where can, you know, other mamas find the community? And then also like, what is, you know, what's one thing that is it, is it, you know, just parenting? Is it also relational stuff? What, what else can like they find in the community? Sure. So it's um, yourzenmama.com. Mm -hmm. And then we have uh, Instagram and Facebook as well as at yourzenmama. And, um, you know, when Teresa and I started this space, we were looking for, you know, what's our, who's in our like community that we can talk to and reach out to because um, my family doesn't live here in Los Angeles where I live. And Teresa, like, she travels nonstop for work. So, you know, you're right now you're talking to her. She's in Estonia shooting a movie. She was just here in LA, like a few weeks ago. And then a few weeks before that she was in Wales and then Australia. So, you know, it's so hard when you're not planted somewhere mm -hmm. and you have your community of people around you. And so when we first became mothers, we were kind of the first of our friends to do that. And um, we really longed for a community setting, you know, other women to share ideas and stories. And so when you come to yours and mama, you can read articles about everything from um, someone who's wanting to be a mother and going on that, you know, fertility journey to um, breastfeeding multiple kids at, at the same time, you know, tandem breastfeeding, you can read articles about pregnancy loss. And that's, you know, kind of where our book came into play is that we, you know, took all of that information and kind of developed um, it into a book where you can, you know, it's from the moment you first have that idea, oh, I want I think I want to be a parent to all the way through, like, what does that look like? What kind of parent do I want to be? So every step of the journey along the way. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. For, for both of you, for being traveling, working mothers, you know, what kind of advice do you have or in your experience, have you gone through for other women out there and other families out there dealing with a career that does take you all over? Because, you know, we just got back from Vancouver with Jana being up there filming for six weeks and it's, you know, taking both the kids and I come from more of a conservative mindset of, all right, when the once the kids are in school, you're not missing a day and you can't be traveling. And okay. mama bear here is like, uh, uh, like I need my babies with me. So <laughs> yeah. like, how have you guys personally managed that whole thing? We have a rule that the family sticks together. 
Yeah. <laughs> I see a little happy dance over there. Yes. But uh, it's important. Um, it's so important is, for the whole crew. Yeah. And I actually, I came to that decision um, when my son was, was little. Uh, I was working with an actress and she said, you know, one of my regrets is that I left my child, um, you know, with her father when I would go off and film for these long stretches of, of time and, and her daughter had now grown up and she said, mom, why don't you just bring me with you? Like, bring me with you. Let me adventure and have this global experience and keep us as a family unit. And she, um, that was one of the really most important pieces of advice I got this is before my son was in school. And she said, bring those babies with you and bring them everywhere and keep that family unit together. And school will figure itself out. Mm -hmm. You will learn from the world. You will learn from those experiences. You can homeschool. You can do so many amazing creative things with the kids in terms of learning. And just, just being in different surroundings is, um, you know, they're absorbing so much. And I find that we're in Estonia right now and, you know, today as a part of his lesson, I was like, all right, let's go outside and, you know, throw snowballs and we can talk about temperature and how other cultures live. And this is how, you know, these families who live in such a wintry environment, this is how they have fun and look mm -hmm. at these toboggans. And so you can, you find yourself learning on the go. Um, so that's our family rule. We just stick together. My husband travels with us. My mum tries to travel with us as well as much as she can. And um, we just make it work. We try and, you know, he'll work for a period of time and then I'll work for a period of time. So, so far, so good. But, you know, things might change. And then we will have that conversation when um, those things start to seem like they're shifting. Mm -hmm. Sarah, Jana, what about you? I, I, I was going to say that I tried it the other way. I've, we've always stuck together as a family, but my husband's been on a show here in Los Angeles for like 12 years. Um, mm -hmm. This show called NCIS LA. And... Um, they work, you know, 11 months out of the year uh, here. And so I have had, you know, to go and, and travel outside of LA to work um, quite a few times. Then when we had our son, um, I went to shoot a movie outside of LA and uh, it was really hard. It was really hard for Eric. Um, I felt bad for him because I was taking our son somewhere else and you know he would come and visit but then he would have to go back and he wouldn't see him for a couple of weeks and he's such a present dad you know and he just I think gets so excited every day to see the kids when he comes home so you know that was really tough on him and then this last time when I went to shoot I went to shoot in Toronto um and it was it was in 2019 and I was like, okay, I've never done this before, but I'm going to like try to make a deal where I go and I can only be there for like three days at a time. And then I'll fly back. I'll fly back every single week. Right? It was a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, shooting the show was amazing, but at the same time, it came with this massive um, heartache of like, I'm away from my kids. I'm completely exhausted because I'm getting on a flight the moment I say my last line, I'm racing to the airport, flying home, going to be with my kids for a couple of days, and then I'm racing back again. And every single week for almost four months, I flew back and forth to Toronto. Oh. And it was 
great airline miles. Amazing. Like so many, <laughs> but it was a nightmare. And, um, and I think something that this last year has taught us where we've sort of had to park it and, you know, our industry was shut down for a while was, you know, what is it that I really want? Do I, do I want to go out of town and shoot a show or a movie? Or do I just want to like try to work here? And then, you know, when Eric's off, if we can shoot something out of town, great. But what's most important, and I agree with all of you, which is like keeping our family unit together. That has been, you know, the silver lining is being able to be this little unit during this time. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I'd obviously agree with you girls because I just think because yeah, I I just, we're not good when we're apart. No, we're not. Mm -hmm. And the -hmm. kids aren't either, you know, like it's, and Mm -hmm. I'm not, when I'm not with my kids for three days, like I'm a psycho and I, I'm not good (laughs) at work and I'm not like, I'm not fun to be around on set. Like even when I didn't see the kids for like the one day you guys couldn't come see me on set and I didn't see them all day. I was just like, I'm a terrible mom. I'm crying in my trailer. Like, what am I, why mm-hmm. am I even doing this? Like, why am I acting? Like, why am I away from my kids? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it just, it's that, that mom guilt that guys, and I, I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean, but like, you can be like, no, we're staying here and they're going to, you know, pr- uh, you know, p- uh, public school. They can only miss eight days. So I'm like, that means that then, then mom can't work and, and mm-hmm. I can't not not be with my kids. Like, I know dads, they, I mean, he's, Michael, my husband is a very hands-on dad, like so hands-on, just like y'all's husbands. But it's like, it's still, I, but we still need them to, with us. I yeah. Think, yeah. I, yeah. I think that's where, at least for me personally, I don't know if I can speak for all husbands. I try not to take it personally because I kind of do where I'm like, the kids are with the second best person they could possibly be with. They're with their father. <laughs> like, it's not like you're leaving them and they're with a nanny or a babysitter. They're with dad. So yeah. I was like, I get that you want to see them, <laughs> but it's going to be okay. I promise. Like they're with daddy. And it's, and I, so again, I, I a part of me takes it personally when really I just have to <laughs> let that go and realize, no, this is just a mom being a mom and she needs her babies no matter who, 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 who Yeah. Who and it's with. really not about you. It's not about the trust either. It's like, I, there's no one I would trust my kids with more than my husband. Like he's amazing. And I love that. It's just that for, you know, it's more about me and how I can <laughs> operate and, you know, function is like, I can't function without. I just had this, I had that conversation with Mark, like two, about a week and a half ago because he's not with us in Estonia. He's back in LA. And he was like, how about this time we try something where I take the boys and you have poet. And I was like, absolutely not. (laughs) And he was like, but I, but I'm their dad and have so much fun with me. And I was like, I actually won't be able to function. I won't be able to, he's like, you'd have the space to do your work. I was like, I won't be doing my work. I, I will quit my job. I will say yeah. I can't handle this. I'm coming back home. And so I was like, I win. I'm taking the children. Poor guy is trying to be super supportive. I know. <laughs> and he was like, all right, whatever you need. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. 
But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. You wake up with a sore throat and a low grade fever. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are, well, get sicker and miss work. Hope to see a doctor this week or sit hours in a crowded urgent care waiting room. Nope, not me. I have a smarter option because listen, as a mom, we cannot afford to get sick. So therefore moms, I got something for you my medical emergency kit. When you get your own medical emergency kit, you just match your symptoms to the doctor recommended prescription in your kit. No waiting to see the doctor. You get well faster. This is not a first aid kit. It's like having an urgent care in your home. It includes doctor prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues like COVID, strep throat, pneumonia, all kinds of infections, including UTIs and many more. Plus a doctor's guide. So you'll know exactly which med to take and how. As a working mom of three, like I said, I cannot afford to get sick and I definitely don't have hours to spend in the urgent care waiting room. My medical emergency kit brings me peace of mind. It makes me feel so much better knowing I can be prepared for whatever might come up. And also with a young little baby, I gotta stay healthy. I recently used the anti-nausea medication included in the kit. I was shocked by how much better I felt after taking it. The instructions in the kit are super clear and easy to understand. And I'm so glad I have my medical emergency kit on hand. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at twc.health slash Jana and use promo code Jana. That's promo code Jana at twc.health slash Jana.
Hey, this is Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad. Tanya Rad, that's me. Yeah, and we have a podcast <laughs> called Scrubbing In. Yeah, we do. We are two best friends and we love Grey's Anatomy. Hence the name Scrubbing In. Exactly. And this week we have one of Grey's Anatomy's very own, Anthony Hill, who plays Winston on the podcast to chat about what's been going on. If you follow Grey's Anatomy, you know that, I mean, there's just a lot to talk about. There are sudden deaths. People are coming back this season. There's a whole lot going on. It is a huge season for Grey's Anatomy. So I highly suggest you tune in. And you're not just going to get Grey's Anatomy. I mean, we have girl talk. It's just girl talk. It's like you're talking with your best friends on the couch. Yeah, except not with your best friends. You're talking with us. Your virtual best friends. We're your virtual BFS. That's right. So listen to Scrubbing In on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do your husbands ever have to force you to do something? Because when I was in Vancouver, the director and a few of the castmates were like, let's all go to dinner. And I'm like, oh, well, that's on my day off. And like, I, I really need to put like the kids down. And, you know, Michael's like, go to dinner. But I was like, I was like getting <laughs> hives, like being like, but I really should like put them down. Right, babe? Like, I need to come home. She's like, you've had to put them down every night this week. I'm like, yeah, and I'll put them down again. And guess what? They've woken up every morning and I can manage to put them down again. And I was but like, and I know you can, but I think it's just like, he has to literally force me to like do something for myself. Yeah. Yes. Exactly the same. And I feel guilty. I'm like, oh, I haven't done bedtime with them at all this week. And that's my one time to go home and do bedtime. Um, And I'm such a homebody as well. So I'm the same. My husband's like, get out there, like, go do the cast dinner, go meet the people you're working with, like, interact with them. Like, what you still have an identity, you are still a woman behind the mother. What in, in your guys's book, what was the hardest thing for you to write that you still have a hard time with personally? Hmm, that's a good question. Yes. Hmm, I know. I really <laughs> like that one. I'm like, what? You know, it's funny because I feel like <laughs> throughout the writing process, um, you learn so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's so much that you're researching and you're going inward as well to figure out like, how do I feel about this? And what does this mean to me? And um, and I think you work through a lot. You know, Teresa and I wrote this book um, over the course of like, we did the Australian edition first. Teresa was, um, just had, you just had the baby? No, you're, yeah, you were pregnant. I was right. pregnant, then had the baby. Yeah, then like had the baby. You, like you the second yeah, time. exactly. <laughs> and she was like riding in the back of a RV going across country um, trip with her family. And then when we were doing the US edition, I was super pregnant was in the pandemic. And um, I'm riding from an Airstream sitting outside of a barn in Idaho. And, um, you know, it's just funny because you're like, you're having these experiences, um, staying up late at night, the children are sleeping, you know, you're typing away and, and you're like, yeah, this is kind of it. This is a big part of the book, which is just like finding those moments um, of peace in all of it. And what is it when you make time for yourself, when you connect with your partner, when you connect with your kids, you know, and so I think through our process, um, you, you, we kind of like learned a lot and it was very important for us to write a chapter all on its own about pregnancy loss, Mm. which I think 
is probably the the most impactful chapter for Mm -hmm. us, the two of us during that experience, because um, Teresa can speak to this, but she started writing it in her voice because she had experienced pregnancy loss Mm -hmm. at the time. Yeah, and that was certainly, um, to answer your question, that was a lot of um, reopening of old wounds. So just kind of taking myself back there and being back in that ultrasound room and hearing that news and sort of the the like immediate crashing down of the dream of who this little person would be. I mean, you already create what they look like and you know their star sign and what the age gap's going to be between your children and you sort of created this little person in your mind and then that sort of just gets ripped away from you. So I would say for me the most challenging part was the reopening of old wounds um, and then something quite profound happened to us, which was that I had written, um, we did chapter by chapter. So Sarah would tackle, she tackled the pregnancy chapter and I tackled pregnancy loss. And then we would sort of switch chapters and add our own voice to um, the other person's chapter. And, you know, I sent her through the chapter and as she was sort of reading through it, Sarah experienced her own pregnancy loss Mm. and it was so it was such um, a moment that just takes your breath away because the very reason we wrote this chapter was these moments that were happening in real time to Sarah and she was able to read through the words and feel comforted and held and we just knew oh this is this is the reason why we we wrote this Mm. wow well, I mean, there's a million girls out there that are going to be so thankful for this book. So I'm excited to get this episode out and get this, you know, share this book because, um, yeah, I mean, there's, it's one of my most asked questions, but mine is our relationship is, you know, how do you, how do you deal with miscarriage, you know, mm-hmm. because it's, it's not easy and it feels so isolating. So, you know, I appreciate you girls putting your words on paper and so that all these women and, you know, men too can maybe read to understand and. Because you guys go through your own battle as well. Yeah, I, I think for us, I mean, it's any knowledge that y'all get helps us because we just want to understand you, right? Like we're trying to be supportive. We're trying to, you know, kind of manage everything and while also having our own, and you know, separate independent feelings. But it's hard to be there for somebody when you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so any mm-hmm. kind of literature, any kind of, you know, people opening up about it, if it helps you, it helps us. Cause then you guys will start talking about it. We'll understand more. We can be a better support system because that's the, like, like an ultimate helpless feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Like how do we make that better? And as your husbands, we just want to protect and make it better immediately, mm-hmm. but there's no way to do that. Absolutely. I do remember my husband there being that moment, you know, I was reading through that chapter of the book and I called Teresa and I'm like, fully crying and I'm telling her everything. And I was like, you know, this, these reading these words is helping me so much because truly connecting with other women and hearing their stories, um, was the thing that I think made me feel the most held through that process. And, um, but I remember there being a moment when I like looked at my husband who had been like, okay, if, you know, if this, 
if that happens, everything will be okay. And we'll just try again. And, you know, he has that thing that men have, which is the like, all right, how do we soldier through and like, let's fix it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, guys are such doers. And so in that moment, I, I saw him start off that way. And then I think the next morning he woke up and I could tell, like it really hit him. And he even said, you know, this, I had, I didn't know that this would be so hard for me. And he was like, this is, um, I'm really sad. And I was like, me too. I'm really sad too. And these, you know, this chapter that Teresa wrote is really helpful. And so I went back and actually added a little thing to the end of that chapter that said, um, you know, while we were in the editing process, I experienced pregnancy loss. And this was something that became very important for us to put out into the world because um, it helped me. Let me, add, I want to ask all three of you this because even us going through miscarriages ourselves, never really asked, like, what is it about a miscarriage feels so, like, why does it feel so secretive, so isolate? isolating as an experience like for women i'll let you girls go first well i just think there's been this really long-held stigma surrounding loss and we actually in our book sort of break down the terminology uh, miscarriage and even just that word implies that it's the fault of the mother because she's miscarried Mm -hmm. her baby and the majority of miscarriages or pregnancy losses, as we prefer to use that term, um, happen because of nothing the mother has done at all. In fact, it's your body recognizing for the most part that your baby isn't compatible with life. Um, And I just think there was such shame. There has been for such a long time surrounding the fact that these little babies were being lost and no one was talking about it because of that stigma, because of that Mm. feeling surrounding it. Um, But now I'm noticing that that narrative is changing and we're seeing people, even I was saying to Sarah recently, even someone like Chrissy Teigen, who has such a large platform and coming out and saying, this happened to me and this happened in, this was a second trimester loss. This is a really devastating thing that, that she was going through and she was so brave and open and vulnerable to share that, but it it helps you feel less alone. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really glad to see that the story is it's shifting. And now there's a community of people out there willing to embrace you and say, talk about that baby. How did it feel to be pregnant with that baby? Um, And I love that. I'm so glad it's headed in that direction. I do think that people um, have a really hard time knowing how to respond when you tell them that Mm. you've had a pregnancy loss. And I think that part of the reason why it's probably been a sort of thing that's been kept secret is that you are looking to not have that uncomfortable moment um, of being like, oh, I actually, yeah, I'm, I'm not pregnant anymore. I, you know, lost the baby. And then it's like silent and the person's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. But like, they don't know how to mm-hmm. communicate with you because they also don't necessarily, maybe they haven't experienced it. So they don't necessarily see it as a grief, like losing someone who was already earthside, right? Like that was already here with us. So, but actually it is like, there's so many, we grieve in so many different ways. And I do see it as um, pure grief. And I, you know, told Teresa this, but I um, had lost my dad 
when I was pregnant with my daughter Esme. And um, I think that going through that process of grief and understanding what that looked like and just it being such a big thing at in my life um, by losing my dad, that when I had my pregnancy loss, like I really felt, I was like, oh, this is, this is grief again. And I need to pay attention to it. And I need to treat it that way. I, I don't want to put it aside. I don't want to hide it. Like I need to talk about it. And then I also need to take care of myself because I understand that this is a, that my body's going to go through all the stages and you, it's not like you can stop it, but if you allow it to happen, you can really get through and try to, you know, help yourself heal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, you know, I think just grieving before actually helped me to understand that that's what this process was going to be and how you can be a friend in that is just to listen and be there. Sent mm-hmm. my friends sent me flowers and I was like, I was kind of embarrassed at first because I was like, oh, um, ooh, is that? And, I, and then I was like, why am I embarrassed about that? Like, it's so beautiful that they thought of me and sent me flowers mm-hmm. and there's nothing to be ashamed of, you know? And and my other girlfriend like brought chocolate and wine over and we sat and cried and laughed and, you know, and so I think that there's a way that you can really show up for your friends just by being present, just sending a love note, you know, just in any way. But um, part of it, I think, is because of you're afraid of what someone's reaction might be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Honey, do you have anything to add to that? I mean, yeah, I mean, for me, it was like when the miscarriages happened, it was like, I have one job to do and that's to bring mm. a baby into this world. And like, I'm broken because I can't do that. And like, it's, it's somehow my fault. And that's why I like when we were discussing having a third baby and I said, I, I don't want to carry again is because I don't want to be the reason that my baby doesn't come to term. You know, like mm-hmm. I want to give it its best shot because I think that like I'm broken somehow. Like there's, and it's just the women just, carry that that shame even though like you said Teresa it has everything to do with but I'm like but but maybe it is me because I needed more progesterone right like or I my lining isn't good or whatever it is it's like but I just I don't want to be the reason that like I just don't feel like I'm a I'm woman enough or like I, I just feel like a broken woman so yeah yeah and that's like the common thread that connects us I think mm-hmm. and then it sees us through motherhood too yeah. I mean that same self-critical voice follows us through the whole journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really try to address that in our book is just liberating ourselves from that, um, the judgment and, um, and, and the shame and the guilt that comes with this entire beautiful, colorful journey of parenthood. So with all that said, everyone needs to get the Zen Mama Guide to Finding Your Rhythm <laughs> in Pregnancy, Birth and Beyond. Ladies, Cannot thank you enough for such an awesome conversation. Aww, Let's all keep that guys. family unit together. And I just appreciate, <laughs> yes. I, I feel more Zen now. So thank you. Yeah, thanks for sharing zen, your hearts, lady. We appreciate zen it. Zen invalidated. Yes, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, ladies. Thank so you, ladies. appreciate right. you. See you all. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. Um, I love those girls. The and Zen I, Mamas is like the perfect title for them. Yeah. Like they just seem just so. Seen. I feel seen. Yeah. And just like, just the presence about them, even via a computer screen, is just so calming and confident and open. Yeah. Um, so no, that's really cool that they came out with all this stuff and, and 
again, giving women another uh, resource, very useful resource to, you know, take you along the most empowering adventure that you could possibly go on, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. Um, well, this was a fun episode and I'm excited because next week we have um, two authors coming on. And since, you know, we talked about fighting earlier in the episode, their book title is uh, Everyone Fights. Everybody Fights. So, so why not do it better? <laughs> exactly. Um, keep fighting the good fight, guys. And we'll see you next week. Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine-free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because it's the comfort, it's the style, it's the whole look. That's what I love about my Tacovas. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Shop by your local Tacovas store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and I Fund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. Mm -hmm. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, 
and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877-351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.